Take a break from your busy schedule and join Harold Sala for Guidelines for Living. I really need that. How many times have you said those words even this week? Or perhaps it was your eight-year-old who had been impressed with the commercials on TV who says, I really need it, Dad. And of course, we quickly think of Philippians 4.19, which brings God into the process of canceling out our needs with His provision. But what constitutes a valid need? And how does a need differ from a want? When can you legitimately apply the promises of answered prayer to what we think we need? How does God view our needs anyway? How different are most of our needs from Kalalalo Nagusu? He's a Christian farmer in Ethiopia. When famine struck, he was forced to sell his two oxen to buy food to keep his wife and six children alive. But with the oxen gone, there was no way to plow his field apart from drawing the plow through the sun-baked earth in a weakened condition physically. Eventually, there was no hope for a crop. When he was asked what he would do when the food was gone, he dropped his head and he said, When my children cry because they are hungry, then it is very hard to be a father. It is one thing to acknowledge the needs of poverty and starvation, but something else to classify what we often think of as needs as legitimate items of concern, which should not be overlooked, though, in the distribution of heaven's blessing. In all honesty, we have to correct ourselves as we pray and add, No, Lord, I really don't need it, but it would be nice to have it. Valid needs constitute far less than most of us would be prone to admit. Item number one, physical needs or environmental needs. They include food, shelter, and clothing. But of course, the spectrum of these needs span the gamut from simplicity to extravagant. Whole wheat grains of rice have far more nourishment than meat or gourmet cooking. They cost far less, too. Now, when it comes to clothing, few have the attitude of John Wesley, who wrote, As for apparel... I buy the most lasting and, in general, the plainest I can. Item number two, your emotional needs. These are a valid matter of concern to the Lord. In 2 Timothy 1.7, Paul said, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. This past week, I've struggled to help a friend battling the monster of depression. There's no questioning the fact of need— and an area of hurt that needs healing. Yes, we can pray with confidence, saying this is a valid need. Finally, item number three, spiritual needs. It was because of a spiritual need long ago that Jesus left heaven and was born in the manger of Bethlehem. Philippians 4.19 says, God will supply your needs. But few know much of the context of the passage or the historical setting. Philippi in northern Greece was a mountainous area when Paul wrote, and the century before it had been the hub of a prosperous gold mining deposit. But eventually the vein of gold ran out, and with it the prosperity that gold brings. It was to Christians who had no gold that he wrote, God, not gold in the hills, will be the supply of your needs. The promise is just as valid today but it extends only to real needs, not wishes or desires. What happens when you define need in a biblical context? Two things. There is immediate freedom from the bondage of things. And secondly, 
there comes the blessing of knowing that God was the one who met your needs. It is still true. He supplies our needs. You've just heard Guidelines for Living. For more practical and inspirational messages, visit guidelines.org. If you find our devotionals helpful and would like to share them with others, consider supporting our ministry with a donation. Again, that's guidelines.org. Thanks for listening to Guidelines for Living.